section twenty four of the bookman march nineteen twenty one by various this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by betty b the bookman march nineteen twenty one by various section twenty four foreign notes and comment by alan wilson porterfield it has been reported that maxim gorky had broken with the soviet government of russia and was on his way to capri where he intended to live according however to the latest message from moscow dated december twentieth gorky has not quarrelled with the soviets any more than they have quarrelled with themselves has not left russia and has no thought of doing so the new rotterdamish courant an altogether respectable dutch daily is running james oliver curwood's the valley of silent men serially as a feuilleton it is entitled in dutch het still dal a question arises what idea is europe forming of us from the american novels that are now being used in this way novels written by such writers as upton sinclair nathan cusi and james oliver curwood the cultural union of the chamber of deputies of czechoslovakia has advised the nobel institute of stockholm that it will be making a serious mistake if it does not confer the nobel prize for literature nineteen twenty one on the czechish poet atakar brezina or the czechish novelist alois jirasek by way of intimating who is who in letters in the youthful republic of czechoslovakia the suggestion is of value since the days however of very long ago the swedes have been noted for their ability to listen to advice without taking it gildendal the largest publishing house in the north and one of the largest in europe opened for business in december seventeen seventy apropos of their one hundred and fiftieth anniversary they have issued a bulletin showing what authors hold the record in the north of the four best-known norwegian writers they have published in round numbers three million copies of bjornsson's books two million two hundred fifty thousand of ibsen's two million one hundred twenty five thousand of lies and one million two hundred fifty thousand of jellens of danish writers holger drachman heads the list with six hundred eighty five thousand george brandis comes second with five hundred forty one thousand heinrich pontopidon third with three hundred thirteen thousand johannes v jensen fourth with one hundred sixty six thousand and jens peter jacobsen fifth with one hundred fifty six thousand among other writers whose works they have published in numbers exceeding one hundred thousand are the danes hermann bang sven fleuron and gustav weed the norwegians johann boher and peter edge selma lagerlof among the swedes and gunnar gunnarsson of the icelanders when we recall that the combined population of norway and denmark is a scant five million and that the dano norwegian in which bjornsson wrote can be understood only in norway and denmark the sale of three million copies of his books is highly creditable to scandinavian intelligence the first copies of Knut homsen's latest novel konern ved von posten the women at the well have arrived in this country consisting of five hundred fifty nine pages it is as big in thought 
character drawing and general contents as in physical size the women gather day after day around the town pump and editorialize on the happenings of this quite remarkable world in their quite remarkable way on page five hundred fifty two newt homson says some impatient souls would like to take hold of the running of the universe and reform it all around they plan a world entirely different from the present one draw up all manner of programs and prepare to eliminate folly root and branch they do not do it out of a spirit of arrogance nor do they crow to heaven they are rather quite courteous and proceed on their way with prayer they whisper affectionately to the pages of the song-book before them but somehow or other the music that is really played is not that of any one man this is neither a diatribe against orthodoxy nor an espousal of fatalism but plain common sense when the new fray press of vienna invited hugo von hoffmannsthal to write the article on the one hundred and fiftieth anniversary of the birth of beethoven it conformed to the happiest traditions of continental journalism if the author of electra oedipus the death of titian and venice delivered could not appreciate beethoven in retrospect and transmit his message to the present no human immortal could in a brief pamphlet on the poet and the present written in nineteen hundred seven hoffmannsthal born in eighteen seventy four said the poet spends his days seeking out the harmonies in his soul and trying to coordinate the world within him he synthesizes the contents of his age of beethoven he wrote on december sixteenth nineteen twenty he entered the world of mozart and haydn somewhat as adam entered between the streams of paradise he was the first homo he spoke not the desecrated words of language but the living word and the living deed and they became one what he spoke is not popular and was never meant to be he had what the people as a whole know not and what many individuals impiously claim spiritual passion this he made the seat of music strong as a giant he was as naive as a child he knew and felt all emotions except doubt surely wounded in that one of his senses through which he became heir to the supersensuous he resembled moses who had to talk with god for his people and yet was a stammerer writing under the caption of william archer creator of the league of nations leon kellner professor of english at the university of cernowitz says who first conceived of the league of nations i do not know that it was not woodrow wilson is certain i dare say some academy will some day offer a prize for the answer to this question but i am happy to state that i can inform the world who was the last man to draw up the idea so that it needed only to be adapted to the situation that grew out of the world war in nineteen twelve methuen published a slender book of one hundred twenty six pages at london called the great analysis gilbert murray wrote the preface the text was published anonymously its author was william archer the most cosmopolitan journalist in the english language the publicist and critic who after a generation of effort has given the english stage a new tradition and paved the way for shaw galsworthy maysfield and others of the dozens and dozens of books written on the league none gets at the root of the business so admirably or is so discriminating in its argument 
as william archer's the professor's imagination has served him over well mr archer's treatise though suggestive at every point hardly does more than show that what the world needs is a conclave of representative investigators and thinkers brought together not by election but by selection from all quarters of the globe it would then be the business of this white nigamot to take an invoice of the world's good will and ill will analyze the situation and by synthesis offer a way out the germ of the league is undeniably in the treatise but it is there more or less as the rock of the cathedral is in the hills the millennium will have arrived when a prize can be awarded in literature without raising an argument ernest perchon has been given the prix goncourt for his novel entitled nin and nobody unless it be perchon himself is satisfied the paris publishers who rejected the manuscript are piqued at themselves for displaying such poor judgment the provincial publisher at sevres is worried because he cannot fill the orders for nin the london athenaeum says we suspect that there has been an unconvincing compromise like that by which senator harding was chosen to be republican candidate for the presidency of america diplomatically speaking this is a reprehensible suspicion paris is disgruntled for with all her literary luminaries monsieur perchon does not live there he does not even know the street as the city on the seine came affectionately to be called by permissionnaires of the a e f the heirs of george sand are out of sorts because the work is said to reflect the atmosphere of her francois le champi which was not crowned the school-teachers of france are jealous because they cannot bolster up their pay envelopes with royalties after the fashion of their colleague the humble ernest perchon and finally the critics of france are routed for not having discovered this genius before nin incidentally is not his first work it tells the story of a farmer who having lost his wife engaged a preceptress for his children egoist that he was he married again but his second wife unable to bear up under the affection the children have for nin sees to it that she is discharged nin straightway drowns herself this garnished as it is with some church history would have given edmund de goncourt eight or ten hours of unaffected delight and there are dollars advertisement and dignity in it for the american publisher who will bring it out in english End of section 24